Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 307. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and today I'm joined by a special guest co-host. Pausing for effect. Joy Hawkins, the owner of Sterling Sky and author of the Expert's Guide to Local SEO. Thanks for joining me. This is so nice. Thanks for having me back. Yes, yes, we... we we had said uh, in the past we we're going to have you last week, and then unfortunately you came down with a darn cold. So I'm glad to hear mm-hmm. you're feeling better. Yeah, thank you. Me too. <laughs> Did it? Knowing you, you were probably still working, though, weren't you? I yeah. Some of the unfortunate part of being a business owner, I don't get sick <laughs> days currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, I, I don't think I, you have to be one of the, the the hardest working people in the industry. I I can't believe how much you put out in terms of content and. You just seem to be everywhere. So good for you. And you've got a young kid, right? Three of them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> well, uh, that, that says volumes there. So uh, really glad you could be with me today. And, and, uh, and John really wanted to be here too, but uh, just didn't work out. As everyone knows from the last show, uh, he has uh, left Advanced Local and is working for a new company. And um, he's just in that kind of interim uh getting to know business and all that stuff. Pretty busy time. And I still don't have the name of the company he's with that I can publicly say, but uh, he, I'm sure he'll be happy to talk about it in the next show. Uh, wishing him well. But, uh, all right. Well, in terms of uh, questions here, I put down quite a few. I asked her office for people. I give you some ideas. And uh, there's always lots about local. And I, I think half of the reason for that is it's changing so bleeding much. I, I just, it, it, it's... You know, it's not quite as bad as social. <laughs> when, when I was trying to learn social at one point, I thought, I, okay, I could do social and SEO. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just, that was ridiculous. It, there was platforms popping up right, left, and center. At least in this case, most of the game is at Google, so that helps. But it does seem to change a lot. Um, so for a quick recap for our listeners, um, and I know this can be a long recap, but let's just, you know, maybe some of the main points. What are the top factors local businesses need to consider to rank on Google? Yeah, so, I mean, there's probably, I think, about a couple hundred ranking factors in total. Um, but obviously, the bigger ones are location, super important, like where your business is physically located. Um, the location of the person searching for you is super important. So, you know, if someone's searching for a electrician in Houston, they're going to get electricians that are closer to where they are, um, wherever their home is, if they're searching from home. Um, Those are the kind of unfortunate factors that you can't really influence. Um, As far as factors you can influence, things like reviews, um, things like, you know, how many people actually visit your location, um, how popular you are, how well your website ranks organically, uh, what categories you're using on Google My Business. Um, those are some of the top ones. I, I could keep going for a long time. So, <laughs> uh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. No, thank you. So, um, and now, is it the only game in time? In town is is Bing worth pursuing? Bing, sorry, what was that? Bing the only. Uh, sorry, is Bing the search oh. engine Bing yeah, worth pursuing at all? Bing was funny. I actually, get a couple questions about Bing every once in a while. I personally don't spend much time on it because I find the amount of traffic that comes to local websites from Bing is so low in comparison to Google. Um, their product is pretty, like it's got a lot of the same features that Google has though. So I definitely do think it's worthwhile to like claim your listing on Bing and make sure you get um, it all filled out. Um, but Bing doesn't even have their own reviews. They pull from Yelp. So um, <laughs> there's not nearly as much as you need to do there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, it's good to know. In fact, I was uh, getting a chuckle listening to uh, Mike Blumenthal and, and um Mary Bowling uh, talking about that and just hacking Bing. We, we have a good time uh, yeah. at its expense often on the show too, but it's always worth picking up. I get a lot of people asking me to clients, um, you know, so why aren't we doing well in Bing? Why aren't we focusing on that? Like, well, would you want to focus at the expense of Google? Yeah. No. <laughs> you simply wouldn't. Um, it's nice to get and we'll, we'll see what we can do, but uh, it's certainly not a focus and, 
uh, it's a shame, isn't it? I, uh, <laughs> it it's is. so it'd be nice to have a little more competition, a little more. I mean, it makes our job a little tougher, but uh, it's job security, right? Yeah. I mean, I usually focus on like Facebook and Yelp before I get to Bing because of the traffic difference. Like Yelp yeah. is huge for driving traffic for small businesses. Um, and like just Bing follows like well below that. I'd say even Apple Maps sometimes can be more important than Bing. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah and, and I guess part of that is their um, authentication system at, at at Apple Maps, they do a pretty good job of ensuring that you are who you are with the mm -hmm. phone-in system. Yeah, they're one to watch for sure, like up and coming as far as the search volume goes and stuff. Um, I mean, they're they're probably a bigger threat to Google than, than Bing, I would think. Interesting. Okay. So, okay, so that's great. That's a good start, I think, to get everyone a little primed. Um, so, there have been, in fact, I wrote one recently. I'm, anytime I do writing, I don't necessarily post it to um, the networks I used to post to, but I, I usually send it directly to clients. But I wrote one recently just going through the local improvements at Google or latest updates and add-ons. And oh my goodness, it was, <laughs> uh, I mean, in some of them, I, I had to jump to the latest info versus telling them from the beginning because it was, it was just like this caterpillar of <laughs> steps to how they improved and changed and oh my god so with that in mind what are the latest local improvements at google that business should businesses would benefit from leveraging if they're already in google my business yeah so i i know like as far as google my business features i think i'm at um about 28 or 29 so far for this year on the list that i'm keeping wow. of um new features that have rolled out. So um, some of the more recent ones, um, I know Q&A, um, so questions and answers on maps was something that rolled out in August. And um, it's interesting because it's not actually a Google My Business feature at all. Like it doesn't show up in the Google My Business dashboard whatsoever, but it's extremely important for businesses to be aware of uh, because it shows up on Google Maps and anyone that has the Google Maps app on their phone would see it. Anyone that's using even like a Chrome browser on their phone would also see it. Um, we saw it starting to roll out to desktop a week ago, and then it seems like Google yanked it back. So it was like one of those things where I'm not sure if it was an accident <laughs> or if they intended to do that. Um, but I would assume it's coming to computers soon. But it's um, basically the feature is like you can have anyone, any user can ask a question right on your listing. Um, and then it shows up and anyone can answer it, which is kind of scary. scary not lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of complaints on the Google My Business forum from owners that are like, I don't like the fact that a local guide can answer this question and their answer shows up with mine and I want to get their answer off. And um, it's, it's very much like a crowdsourced effort and Google doesn't seem to be concerned whatsoever um, <laughs> about the owner's complaints. So it's, Kind of interesting. Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's the spam potential is so high. We've we've seen quite a few bad examples. Uh -huh. um, the worst one I think is uh, Walter Palmer. I always use him as the example when I want to see spam. He's the uh, dentist that killed Cecil the lion, and his uh, reviews and like anything to do with his listing on like Google and Yelp is just awful because it has nothing to do with his actual dental clinic, of course. Um, so, oh, sorry, yeah. why, why is it he, that he seems to have so much problem? He killed Cecil the lion. He was that, like, um, dentist that went over oh. that lion. <laughs> it was, like, two years ago. Like, you'd think people would forget about this by now. <laughs> but he still gets new negative reviews recently. Like, all of the stuff that I'm seeing on his listing is <laughs> current. And then, like, the Q&A that he's had on his listing, like, <laughs> was super inappropriate, like some really bad stuff that I flagged like a couple weeks ago that's gone now. But he has some new questions now that are like, I think the one I saw today was like, why is this guy even alive? Oh, jeez. Um, I know, literally, it's, it's terrible, but like, it's there. And until someone flags it, it's probably just going to stay there. Like, so it's, yeah. Wowzers. Yeah, that's, that's over the top. That's it not is. even chuckle worthy. That's ouch. No, uh, it's, it's like the worst case uh, scenario, obviously, right? But there are lots of businesses um, that fall into mainstream media like that one that have, unfortunately, like things blow up on the internet and cases like that. Sometimes Google has been recently actually removing the Q&A um, feature altogether when we <laughs> reported it. I think there was a coffee shop they did that for that uh, had all kinds of like racist comments and things. 
um, because of this Facebook post they did that went viral. Um, but yeah, it can be, it can be definitely problematic for a normal business. Just monitoring it is difficult because they don't send out, you know, email alerts or text alerts or anything like that. The only way that you would even know if someone asked a question on your listing or not is if you have the Google Maps app installed, you can get a push notification. But if you accidentally miss the push notica- notification and it disappears, it's gone. Like you can't get it back. My so God. It's really annoying. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I get I get the idea of getting things out there quickly, you know, always trying to, to be active and iterate. But I've always had a problem with how Google does put stuff out there. They put out stuff too quickly. They don't they mm-hmm. don't consider their customers first. Yeah, uh, well, more I guess like some customers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the customers that are making the money, they'll consider, but not the ones that are actually <laughs> the, purveyor of the info and uh, uh, the future, if it ever happens of us um, getting money for our data would be nice, but I don't know. That's a long way away, I guess. Um, okay, so that was one. So Q&A for, on maps. Uh, anything else that comes to mind? Yeah, so there, um, and then another thing that they rolled out recently this week is um, booking links for um, businesses that are inside, I think it's the beauty and fitness industries. Um, so you can now have through like third parties, um, you can have like a booking link for people to book an appointment, like right on your, your listing on Google. Um, that's really specific though, cause it only impacts the industries that fall underneath those categories. Um, they're starting to also send out finally, um, email, email notifications. If someone edits your listing. So if the <laughs> yeah. community makes an edit to your listing, um, uh, they're starting to send email alerts. So not everyone gets those. Um, we're also seeing attributes showing up more and more on computers. So those are another mobile feature that lots of people don't even know exist. But like you'll go on your phone and like say you're, you're at a restaurant, Google asks you like questions about the restaurant. So like, you know, is there takeout here? Is there parking here? Um, they refer to all these things as attributes and they do impact ranking. But a lot of people are like, what, what happens? Like, okay, I fill in these questions and then what? Um, well, we're starting to see that they're actually starting to show up now, like in the knowledge panel for some industries um, on computers now, as well as phones. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of something to keep an eye on. One thing that I've run into with uh, one of my clients uh, in, in Florida is uh, on his knowledge uh, graph for, for local, it shows products and services, and then it has a link to places.singleplatform.com. And he has a speedboat company. And does tours and stuff. <laughs> you go to the places.singleplatform.com and it's just a blank page that says menu. <laughs> and there's no way to remove it that I see. Have you dealt with that before? Yes, there's actually a hack for that, which Google told me. So menus are a URL field that only appears in Google My Business for certain industries. Um, there actually, there's quite a few industries that it applies to, like a chiropractor, for example, would have one, even though you think like, why would a chiropractor have a menu? Well, they have usually a set list of services. So it's not really a menu, but it's like your products and services. Um, if you don't see the field inside Google My Business, what Google told um, people to do is add a secondary category in there um, for an industry that does have it. So for example, just add the category restaurant and then hit save. And then the URL should instantly appear in Google My Business. You can delete whatever is in the field there, submit it, and then go back and remove the restaurant category. Thank you. That is gold. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and you probably put it in your latest update to the, the experts. You know, I, I think that one's on my list of ones ah. to put in there because I have about 30 um, on my list right now. <laughs> so okay. I go every month and add usually about like 10 things, but my list is actually getting longer than my time to update it. So I've got a few that have been pending for like a month. If anyone doesn't know, the experts, go, like, experts Guide to Local SEO is awesome. And uh, happy to be paying into it. Uh, actually, I, I think I'm still on the, the beginning plan, but I imagine it, but it's about nice to start paying monthly. But it's worth every penny. Uh, you did a great job on it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, I actually am a little behind. I got to read up today this this month's update. But it's. Uh, I I think I get most of or some of them by reading all the content out there. But there's always surprises. You always add stuff in there I haven't heard, like this one. This is great. So I'm going to yeah, make well, this. 
boat tour a restaurant temporarily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, there's, there's some tactics and like tricks and stuff I'll put in there that um, I'm starting not to publish publicly because there are certain things I feel like if the general public knows about them, they'll abuse them. Right. So yeah. whenever I discover something new for a client, I always add it to my list. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put that in my guide, but then I have to decide if I'm actually going to write about it publicly or not. And if it's something where I'm like, someone could abuse that easily, then I don't. So I'm starting to find that there's quite a few tactics that I'm using that I'm not going to publish anywhere. If it's, you know, um, something that I think spammers will take advantage of. So it's unfortunate, but it's a big problem in this industry. Oh, is it ever? Is mm -hmm. it's it's a, uh, it's almost an ongoing joke between John and I too when we're talking about stuff. Oh yeah, that'll become spam. Or, but mm -hmm. you know, then I listen to again. I like listening to local updates with with um, Blumenthal and Bowling and the same thing. They're like, oh, wonder where that will be a spam. Comes <laughs> 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 a lot, yeah. Tomorrow, it's just ridiculous. It's sad, and it's it's never going to stop, is it? No. No, I think that spammers just being smarter, right? They're always one step ahead of Google. So whenever Google catches on to their tactics, like, you know, using UPS stores is still a spamming tactic that kind of works. Like you'll still see listings out there that use a UPS store for an address, but um, Google is definitely on to that tactic. So if you went and got a UPS store today and registered your listing, you probably get immediately suspended. Um, at least that's what we see in the forums, but um, there are lots of other tactics now that people are using that Google has not got a way to automatically detect. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, I think people are always one step ahead of Google, unfortunately. So it's just the tactics have changed. Well, they haven't made it very hard. To no. no. <laughs> it's hard, though, because I don't know how to create an algorithm to detect some of this stuff. Like, it is very hard, um, some of their challenges, uh, which is why I always tell people, like, don't assume that Google is just going to automatically catch every error or thing that shouldn't be there because it's an algorithm and that's why they have a support team. So if you see something that's wrong, like definitely reach out to Google My Business about it. But then there's this things like the title, the title of a business. Mm -hmm. God, you, you'd be there all day. Yeah. <laughs> so them. yeah, Google's definition of like what a business can use for their title is, is pretty lax in my opinion. So you see a lot of like gray area where they don't seem to know how to distinguish between a business name and a tagline if both are in the logo. So I literally brought up a few examples to them, you know, telling them basically they're, they're stupid because <laughs> um, some of the threads that I escalated on the forum, like it was blatantly obvious that the business was putting a tagline in their business title, but because it was in their logo, Google's like, Oh, well, it's okay. It's on their signs it's in their logo. And I was like, okay, so just loving it was in McDonald's logo for a long time. I'm like, are they cool to add that as their title? Because <laughs> apparently that's now their business name. Like it's just sometimes the logic is just not there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually <laughs> ran into a, a client lately who just cannot, cannot get a top ranking, even though I mean, he, he's barely even getting into the top 10 on local, even though he has better reviews, he's, been around longer he's in a great location and the only thing i could keep it down to now i imagine you could probably see things i couldn't see but it was pretty blatant every other business that was showing up some of them didn't even have reviews zero versus like his 54 had put the, their location in their title and i honestly tell people sometimes just to rebrand or if it's like somewhere in their their logo just go for it <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I have to admit, know, like, I went to the dark side. I was so fed up. I just, I, it doesn't look bad because his business already is that name to many degrees. It's, it is actually, I think, in their logo too. But it's still, you know, I felt kind of dirty <laughs> doing it. You know like, what? Oh. I did too for the longest time. Like, I have lots of clients that fall into that boat as well. Um, and I wouldn't feel bad because it's actually not the dark side because Google won't act on it. I've yeah. sent enough cases to them where I'm like, this is like not the actual business name where they're just like, no, we're fine with it. Where I'm like, okay, obviously they don't care about this as much as people think. Um, so if it's going to like really kill your client because all their competitors are doing it, honestly, I, it's one of those things that like I would just, I would do it or, you know, rebrand the business and add um, a couple words to their business name. Like it's not super difficult to get, you know, your, your uh, business license registration changed or your logo changed. Well, no, and it's actually, yeah. um, if you're just adding a couple words, you're not even changing your branding. People will still be able to find it. So it's. Yeah. Yeah. I would never suggest rebranding. Like I, I did, <laughs> I had a, a consultation once with a business and I'll just, I'll make up the name, but let's say it was Dallas Tree Repair. 
um, was the name of the business, only it was a different city. And the problem with that, I mean, it's great for, for ranking. Like, obviously, they rank really well for, like, you know, tree repair, or, like, tree removal, I think it was, something like that. But you cannot find this business by itself anywhere. So, like, I can only imagine their customers are trying to, like, find their number. And then you type in something on Google and, like, you get, like, a bunch of listings. You, you will never find just that business. So I think from a branding perspective, that could actually hurt a business a lot. Something to really make sure they consider. Ah, oh, geez. All right. Well, some, one of those things that uh, and I, I was saying to the guys, actually, the guys were joking with me. They said, well, with your luck now, they're going to change everything and <laughs> it'll start getting pegged. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But whatever. I'm just doing what yeah. I can. There, um, there's no penalty right now, so you should be good. Yeah. But I'll, you know, I'll let you know if Google ever starts like, I don't know. You know, flat out like removing listings and stuff. I, I did see them do that once where they removed a listing for keyword stuffing, but literally came back like four days later. So I was yeah. letting go. <laughs> that All right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break. We come back. We have a ton of great questions here to, to, to keep uh, poor Joy busy here. I almost, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're working here. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. And my special guest co-host, Joy Hawkins, the owner of Sterling Sky and author of The Expert's Guide to Local SEO. All right, so I've been, I did a short read on this. I have to admit I don't have a full... Uh, uh, understanding of it but from what i've seen uh there was an, there was some news about yext um syndicating various verticals and their managers and stuff so i guess what they're trying to do is position themselves as a must must have submission you know you need to go into yext to get into these verticals or at least get into them quickly much about that yext is one honestly that i don't utilize too much for my clients um that being said, they have done an insanely good job of becoming a monster in this industry. Like, I mean, their their revenue is insane. Like, just the amount of um, people that use them. Like, it's it's incredible what they've been able to accomplish. Um, I usually only suggest using X for like larger chains, like um, that want to you know somehow keep track of all of their listings and stuff. But if I was like a you know single or maybe two location business. My issue with, with utilizing Yext and like some of their pitches for their products is that I don't think you need to pay monthly for a directory listing, like for a citation. Mm-hmm. Like it's not worth it. Um, 
where I think becomes valuable is on the enterprise level where, you know, you, it's really hard to keep track of and control things or if the business keeps changing. So if you've right. got a case where, um, I don't know, like I know this could be the case for, for medical practices and stuff with doctors and things if they leave or come and go, that can be really difficult and challenging to keep track of. Um, so yeah, can be a good solution for that, but every capability that they have really, I mean, it's, it's not, usually anything that you can't just go do manually. Um, there's a few additional features that, you know, you can add on like coupons and things like that and some enhanced data. Um, and I'm sure all that stuff again would, you know, have a, an impact on ranking, but the impact that expectations have on ranking is not as high as other factors. So um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't use the X currently. That being said, I'm actually about to test a couple of features that they have just to see if they are, are any features that they have you can't get elsewhere. Um, so I'll be interested to see what I find about that. I'm going to, I'm literally testing that next month and then I'll hopefully cool. um, know within a couple months, if there's, you know, anything to invest in there. Yeah. Well, I, I remember, although I'm probably getting it wrong. I'm going to guess it was Mike Blumenthal or, or maybe it was Darren Shaw. I can't recall, <laughs> but some, one of them had done some research and removed Yext or had Yext for a client and then stopped paying and yeah. tracked how long it took for those listings to be removed. And it was fairly quickly, not all of them were removed, but it was pretty obvious that if you didn't pay, you would yeah. get pulled. I don't like SEO that it does itself. Like, you know, mm -hmm. those, um, unfortunately they still exist, but those like SEO companies out there that will, um, you know, have a, a small business that signs up and then they give them a free website, but then the moment they cancel, they, they keep the website and they oh. take it down. Like, I hate that. So yeah. I don't like Yex's model, but I understand from a public company that has stock, like why they would want to have a subscription-based platform. I totally get it. Um, and if, you know, the people don't lose anything with canceling, why would they continue to pay? So from a business perspective, I get it. But yeah, that was White Spark that did the and 50 listings that you do um, lose when you cancel. So it's like all that, it's not a really an investment. <laughs> all that money, you're just, you know, only getting it as long as you pay. Yeah, it reminds me of the yellow pages here. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's the same thing in the States, but boy, is it, yeah, loaded. Uh, and I have, it, it's interesting, I hadn't put this down or anything in my notes, but I've been working with a locksmith here, wonderful company. They've been around forever. Um, they're sort of training the next generation to take over, but the old generation is still running it, and they're very nervous about dropping yellow pages. But, mm -hmm. you know, at I think it's seven, almost $700 a month just right. for Pa like the paper advertising they still charge yeah. that much wow i know not i mean 600 of it is just for the city one the rest mm -hmm. of it is for the smaller outlying areas but and like you wouldn't believe that's per month how much we could do with that and even just pay-per-click mm -hmm. no kidding wow. i was just thinking that <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh you know we're trying trying really hard because we can see that this guy you know he he i get it i mean you know you've been doing it what a locksmith for 30 years that, and it's worked so long and you're going to be nervous about making that change, but yeah, it's their time has come. And, and if, and the, the paid ads are, yeah, paid ads he's doing that's it's supposed to include SEO. I think it's, they're char charging him. Like we, 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 when we finally broke it down, it was only $200 a month or something. They were doing practically nothing. It looked like, um, it, well, it just, agencies would have a hard time with, with locksmith these days with advanced verification and everything that Google makes you jump through to, to advertise with AdWords now. Um, so it's it's becoming definitely more challenging for that specific industry. It um, doesn't seem to be hit here in Canada yet, as far as I know. No, not in Canada. No, no, sorry, that's just in the U.S. Um, but yeah, like in the U.S., pretty much advanced verification is in almost every state. If there's a couple states that it's not in yet. So I, we've been seeing a lot of locksmiths that are um, failing advanced <laughs> verification and they cannot advertise. They have no, they, they have no AdWords account. They can get suspended if they don't pass. Um, what, what, I've forgotten. I did read about it, but what's the advanced uh, verification require? Yeah, so this has changed. So like if you read about this, like last year, advanced verification was tied to Google My Business and home service ads. Now it's like its own thing. So oh, advanced verification, I, <laughs> I literally had to rip out my entire section on advanced verification out of my guide to write it this month. Cause like everything changed. I was like, thanks Google. Um, but currently advanced verification is only applying to locksmiths almost nationwide, not quite almost nationwide in the U S 
and then garage door companies in California. Random, I know. <laughs> and then home service ads are like a totally separate thing that are very quickly rolling out in the U.S., starting in major metro cities. Um, so advanced verification, basically, they're both AdWords features, um, but advanced is something that every locksmith basically has to pass to advertise um, with AdWords. And it's like a series of like um, background checks and stuff that they do on the business. And then um, home service ads is kind of like a step further because when home service ads are rolled out, there's that like paid three pack that shows up. And so if you do a search for like handyman San Francisco or um, plumber Atlanta, for example, you'll get like a um, like an ad pack at the top and some of the listings say like Google guaranteed. That's home service ads. It's like its own unit. And instead of paying per click with the normal app, uh, interface that you have with AdWords, you pay per lead. So I feel like both are a huge threat to agencies because if your client's paying per lead, I'm not really sure what an agency can do to assist. You can't. It's not like AdWords where you can lower their cost per conversion by doing it really well. Um, you yeah. know, so it's it's challenging. Like I f- actually really feel for the marketing with home-based businesses or like home. Um, but the difference mainly between the two is that, and the verification process is that with home service ads, they screen every employee and contractor that you have. So if you're a, um, and it's, it's more industries too. So it's not just locksmiths, it's like plumbers. And um, I think it's even painters in certain areas and um, towing companies. So there's, there's a lot more industries that it applies to. And it's rolling out in like New York City and Philadelphia and like a lot of big metro areas. Yeah, well, it's a perfect dovetail on my question here. I, I, the, on October 5th, you wrote that that excellent article, Our Home Service Ads, The Death of Home-Based Businesses on Google. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, so you've already spoken a little bit about the situation, but I, I noticed you did have an update to it. Um, yes. So what, what did Google say? Yeah, so they did not like my article. Let's just say that. Uh, good. Uh, <laughs> they reached out to me after, and they were like, uh, hi, Joy, can you revise your article? And I'm like, well, no can't revise articles that I've already published, but I'll definitely do a follow-up piece. <laughs> um, but yeah, the articles, so I have a column, a monthly column on search engine land. So whenever I want to like really get information out there, I usually try and publish it there because they have a pretty big audience. So the piece I did was on home service ads and how basically Google was removing any home-based businesses from the local results completely. Like it had nothing to do with ads, but the moment the ads rolled out, um, they were going through the local results and removing all these businesses. So if you were a home-based business, say a plumber in San Diego, and you were first in the free pack, and then home services came to your area, and you were um, you didn't have a storefront, you disappeared. You vanished completely. And to clarify so, to, to listeners, home-based meaning you don't actually put your address. You're just right. saying a service area. Yeah. So like you don't have somewhere where people show up, like a physical yeah. location. <laughs> so then we had this like wave of like home-based businesses that were like, well, I have a storefront. My home is my storefront and I'm going to put signs on my lawn. And because it's not even like, let's be honest, no customers are showing up at a plumber's house, but they made a case saying that, you know, maybe customers do show up there so that they could just not and become a storefront. So it was like, honestly, a whole bunch of nonsense. But this went on from last November of 2016, all the way up in Mexico. <laughs> and then I guess, Google takes, I find, about a year to realize that their ideas are stupid um, <laughs> when they come out with stuff. I've been it noticing a, it's about a year. Because um, we saw another rollback, something totally different that happened a year ago. They did something really stupid, and then a year later, they kind of fixed it. Um, so yeah, about a couple of weeks ago, Google re- got the home-based instances to return to the local results. So thank God for that. Like, you know, There's a lot of people that were about to be impacted by home service ads that were freaking out. Mm. You know, when, like, do I have to get an office? Do I have to like you know, go pay rent now somewhere just to get listed in the local results. Luckily, you don't have to worry about that now. So that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they weren't a fan of how I uh, painted the home service ads. And oh, well, yeah. I, I don't really care. I guess they got the that feedback. That just makes me happy. <laughs> just, you know, it's, it's nice to see them act on anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So often I feel like it's just they're just deaf ears. Like, oh, yeah, you don't really matter. Uh, yeah, they, they pay attention to media. So, you know, if you want, like, I remember when there was an article came out recently on all the this fraud and stuff that was happening with um, drug rehab. And like, literally, like, a few days after that article got published on The Verge, Google removed all the ads for um, drug rehab near me and like searches like that. Like, it was crazy how quickly they acted. 
Yeah, they they sometimes overreact. Yeah. Ads. Yeah. Uh, Big on press coverage. So it's like you've got a topic that you're really, really pissed at Google about, basically get it into mainstream media and you'll be set. <laughs> ah, the joy. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's excellent. Thank you. So uh, a few sort of particular questions. Um, these ones were ones we've researched and also a couple from inside the uh, office here. So when a company has multiple locations, this is a little more technical. Pardon the, the listeners. It's for SEO uh, 201, I suppose. For a little bit. <laughs> but um, should the JSON LD for all the locations appear anywhere at once or just individually on their respective pages? Uh, you know, their location pages devoted to each location. Uh, what do you think? What, like, what, time of, what type of schema are they referring to? Are they talking about like review markup or location markup? Just location markup, the address. Yeah, so this is actually kind of funny. I don't honestly pay much attention to location markup because I'm not really sure what it does. I've asked a lot of schema experts. I'm like, what exactly can you tell me why I should invest time in adding location markup to my client's page? Like I literally flat out asked them that. And the response I usually get is, oh, well, Google suggests it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not good enough for me. Like, I want to know if my time on my clients is actually going to result in something. And it definitely doesn't impact ranking. So far, it doesn't impact the way the search results show up at all. Um, so like, you know how sometimes adding schema will get your um, results to show up differently on Google. Um, review schema would be a perfect example. You add review schema to a page, you get gold stars in the search results. Those gold stars make a huge impact on click-through rate. Absolutely. So you get more traffic. So like there, I'm like, review schema is like a slam dunk. I put review schema on every client's site, on the appropriate pages, like that's hands down to do that no matter what. But when it comes to location schema, I don't really bother with it because there's no impact. So, I mean, to get the answer to their questions, I would put it on, if it's a multi-location business, I would only put it on the location page. I wouldn't okay. put it on every page. Like if you've got like State Farm, let's say, that's got um, like, I don't know, they've got like 17,000 offices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would want to mark up pages for 17,000 <laughs> locations, but you would put like, you know, the correct schema on each specific um, locations page, right? Um, but yeah, like honestly, I don't spend a lot of time with location schema, and I've, I've asked quite a few people like why they should do it, and I'm like, you know, Google telling you it's the best practice. Uh, I'll probably get to it later, but it's like at it, but I'm like, if it doesn't make an impact in the yeah. way that the website shows up, um, I'm not sure. One of the things, it. yeah, it's one of the things we've been doing pretty regularly. It's just part of our checklist for SEO, but uh, and, and generally what we would do is we would even put. If it's just one location, we'd put that JSON on the home page to say, hey, this is where we're located. Sometimes we've got a map on there too, right? Google Maps. But and then a sort of course on the uh, on an actual location page or their contact page. Um, but when it came to multiple um, locations, we it was kind of a puzzle. We were wondering if there's any point in putting multiple JSON on, on say the home page, saying we are at these particular locations, and then also have that on their individual location pages. But I, I guess. You've answered it just, yeah. yeah, I've seen um, I've seen some cool ways that like directory sites do it. Sites show up like differently, so it shows up like the locations show up underneath. Um, so I think that could influence that. But for a business, I would say <laughs> just put it on the, the specific pages if they've got lots of different offices. Um, I think when you put like multiple schemas on like the same page, like if you had the home page and you had ten locations and you <laughs> put all ten on the <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. No. Um, I think if anything, that would be more confusing than anything else. Like, Fair enough. Fair enough. So what about address, the actual written address? Um, I would expect that's probably a benefit to have on the site. Definitely. So I, I know I think this is something I actually touched on somewhere in my guide. But um, normally what I suggest for addresses is I don't put them in the footer unless it's one, maybe two locations. Um, if it's a single location business, definitely put it in the footer. That way your address is on every page. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're a multi-location business, don't put it in the footer. <laughs> it actually does the opposite impact. It makes Google think every page is related to every location, which you really don't want. And I've yeah. actually seen times where this can be um, problematic and it can impact uh, branded searches like crazy and it can impact which locations show up when you're searching. So, so those um, situations you would just stick to having that address on their yeah. location page. Definitely. Okay. And do you mark that up with schema? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I figured it was connecting to those. 
trying to catch you there. Okay, so yeah. you don't bother. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because uh, I know they prefer JSON, so I wasn't sure. Okay. JSON is definitely the way to go as far as schema is concerned because it's, <laughs> it's so much easier to work with. Now, what about, I know this is something that's come up a lot in, in on the local uh, forums, uh, which I'm also a part of um, uh, at local university, and it's address formatting. So, Okay, as far as I, I'm concerned, Google sees the difference, uh, or sees that this is the same thing. But let's say 301 Main Street South versus 301 South Main Street. Yes. So, um, I'll be honest, address problems lately are really tough to uh-huh. deal with. Um, so, just to clarify, it doesn't actually matter what you use on Google My Business. As long as your pin marker is accurate, directions should be okay, um, and everything should work properly. Where it becomes problematic is when you have clients that actually type in your address into Google Maps and try to get to you that way. So Mm -hmm. they're not searching your business name, they're actually searching the address. And in those cases, if Google has multiple address markers for different variations, it can really be problematic. So like back in the days of MapMaker, we used to be able to diagnose this a lot easier than now, Mm -hmm. but they could actually have South Main Street is one and then Main Street South is a different one and they could have two different map markers depending on like one for one and one for the other. Um, so in cases like that, there are some reporting features <laughs> on maps that who knows what they do. Um, they're supposed <laughs> to go to Google. I don't know how long it is taking Google to review those, um, but you can report issues with address markers um, depending on like, this is another section that I put in my guide as well, because it was a question I kept getting. Um, if there's no option to report feedback on Google maps, um, there is a, forum, help forum for Google Maps as well. Um, The other thing too is I have noticed Google My Business support will take questions that are related to Google Maps if it um, impacts the business. So if you're a business and like your customers are getting lost because they can't get to your location because it's wrong on Google Maps, that is a question or a problem that you can send to the Google My Business team and they will solve it for you. That's cool. Okay. So that, that, that's really good to know. But okay. So now if that was on your site, 301 Main Street South and Google had it as 301 South Main Street, are they not going to be able to see that that's means, means the same thing? So, or, or is it that should really be what you're fine. saying? I mean, I would yeah. probably just match it to whatever Google has, but it's yeah. not something I would lose sleep over. I don't think it's one of those things that makes a big difference as far as ranking or anything mm-hmm. like that. The only things with addresses that um, cause problems is honestly driving directions, like right. customers being lost. If it's not yeah, that, it's, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was something along the lines the same as being like um, sweet number versus number or things like that. Where you can just normalize all that stuff. Yeah, so, like, exactly. Years ago, they couldn't. Like back, you know, if you were maybe five or six years ago, maybe it would be more problematic back then. But they have gotten way better at normalizing that stuff. Like they know that this means that and you know n is the same as north like you know they, they get that thank god yeah I that. <laughs> could you that imagine like it would be a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's uh, take a quick break and after we come back we have uh, just a couple more questions to wrap up the show seo 101 will be back right after recess Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. 
Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing. And my special guest co-host, Joy Hawkins, the owner of Sterling Sky and author of The Expert's Guide to Local SEO. So we're making good time here, getting some great uh, info. Um, one of the things a little more um, advanced here at uh, is uh, Google Posts. I noticed says uh, enabled the API. Now, for those people who don't know, uh, Google Posts uh, is actually, we talked about it in the last episode, but um, is, is a way for you within your Google My Business profile to add uh, events that are coming up, um, uh, which actually won't be removed until the event is, is cleared, actually completed. Or you can add sales or news about your location. And I believe those, how long do those last? Three days? Four days? Seven. Sorry, how long? Seven days. Oh, seven. Oh, seven. Okay. It shows how much I've used it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although I do anticipate I've got a few clients that I'm trying to push into trying. But um, Okay, so with the uh, API coming out, are you aware of any tools that have leveraged this yet, the API? So I know Bright Local um, leverages the API, and I don't think yet, but I'm sure it's on the radar because they are probably one of the biggest um, providers of SEO tools for, for local SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're one, I'm sure Yaks will have it <laughs> if they don't yeah. already. No. Um, and then maybe, I don't know, I don't know if Whitespark has any, um, like if that's on their radar or not, cause they do have a ranking tracker and they have like a citation tool and stuff. Um, not sure if they integrate with the Google, my business API or not though. Mm. Yeah. I use bright local too. So I, I hadn't noticed, although that's not a, but, um, whether or not they've allowed automation of that yet, but. That'd be pretty cool to be able to add news and stuff and get it prepared and automatically. Yeah, update. so I'm pretty sure from what I understand with the API, you will be able to post from a third party. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think is getting confusing is people are talking about um, the automating of posts. And I don't think you can schedule posts even with the API. Oh. Um, okay. So that's where um, I think some of the, like I noticed people using the word automate and stuff. Um, you can manage Google posts, but I'm, pretty sure and i I'll, I'll double check this with google but i'm pretty sure you still can't schedule them in advance well, that'd be too convenient right yeah well that's what we <laughs> asked them like when can you schedule you know posts there's no scheduling feature inside google my business i can't imagine that they would release that feature to the api before um releasing it into the actual dashboard Ugh. okay one question i missed earlier was something that i really i skimmed this and i thought what the but i had to run to a meeting Explorer feed. What is this? Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> okay. I was worried that might be the case because I wasn't sure whether or not it had a great bearing. It sounded like Google was taking a Facebook tack towards practically eliminating um, uh, some of the local business exposure. Anyway, I'll, I'll have to look into that again because uh, maybe I read, misread it. So the fact that you don't know about it is a good indicator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's he talking about? Um, so the million dollar question. To tie things up here with Google pushing ads and well, seemingly pushing organic into obscurity. Do you feel local SEO will have any merit a year or two from now? <laughs> oh, definitely. I think yeah. that there's only so far that Google can push ads. They're going to continue to evolve it because if they don't, they'll probably see the opposite trend. You know, their, their ad revenue will start to decrease. I think all that Google's really um, doing with, you know, pushing more ads out there is just keeping ad revenue you know, where it's at and then obviously growing it to maybe more industries and more advertisers. But um, I, I don't think SEO will ever be dead because consumers are always going to be able to see the difference between an ad and an organic result. Um, I also think Google's investing way too much in Google My Business features if the product was just going to die. Like we knew MapMaker was going to oh, die yeah. because they stopped updating it like for mm-hmm. years. And you kind of got the hint, like when they stopped, at, you know, fixing bugs and things like that, you're like, okay, why aren't they investing anything in this product anymore? Because <laughs> they plan to kill it off. We're seeing the opposite trend with Google My Business, you know, them adding things like posts and Q&A. They're like pushing out new stuff like crazy. 
And they're doing it obviously to help sell ads. I mean, they, mm-hmm. Google My Business is a platform for them to sell ads. Like I go in there and Rebel's graph now under Google Insights, it's like a lot more calls, advertise. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. They're like putting it in there everywhere, right? And I mean, the, the ads actually in the three pack are very valuable um, for, for local businesses. I and mean, if, if local businesses are you know, still humming and hawing about advertising, they should really rethink that. Um, I think if you want to win, you have to do both. But I, I definitely don't think one is going to kill the other ever. Yeah, I think it's partly because I, I, I'm in the same mindset as as Mike Blumenthal <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that it just seems as though we're getting obliterated by ads, especially in mobile. And mobile, they're a- really killing it. Like, I mean, it's. I, I, I'm a fan of it, to be honest, only because I, I like AdWords and I like it when it's done well. And I think it's unlike so many traditional forms, you get a good ROI from it. Um, I don't know why so many small businesses are grumbling about it when they always had to pay to be in the yellow pages. It's not like you could just get, you know, mm-hmm. shown everywhere for free. Like you, <laughs> and you actually uh, guaranteed they're coming to your site, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And or, AdWords, unlike SEO, it's like fast and you can control it. And like, there's so many uh, that I, I like about it that, um, can really hit ROI, um, for clients that you just struggle with with SEO. So it's yeah. actually, I don't have an SEO standalone product at all. Like every SEO client of mine that we work on regularly has AdWords as well. I make it mandatory. Mandatory. Right? Nice job. I, <laughs> I stopped just short of that, but I, <laughs> we do push it pretty hard. It's uh, yeah. a very good uh, pronger, two-pronger yeah. approach. I have a couple exceptions where like, I mean, they <laughs> have like in-house teams and it's like, there's no way, but they're already doing ads somewhere else. So um, but yeah, like I've, I've turned away business because of it. They're like, oh, we don't want to advertise. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, guys. Like I need to know what keywords are converting. I need to know, um, you know, what time to like all kinds of things that you just can't, um, see anymore without keyword data. Yeah. So, yeah like I'm pretty firm on that. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. It's nice to, nice to hear that. We get to a certain point. We can finally start doing that. <laughs> you know, at the beginning, you feel a little like, oh, okay, fine. You want to work with me? That's good. <laughs> at the beginning, yeah, you know, was, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to work with someone that doesn't want to work with me, right? So I don't know. Yeah. That's my attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, Joy, it's been a pleasure. I'm really glad you came. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. It's always fun. Uh, now, are you uh, at any shows coming up? Anyone, any any place that anyone should know about? Or any events? Yep. Uh, well, my next speaking event is um, at Local U Advanced in Santa Monica. Um, which is happening on November 16th. Um, so there's a lot of amazing people speaking there. Um, I know Mike Ramsey, Mike Blumenthal, uh, Mary Bowling mentioned her several times. She's going to be there. Um, I love Local U. It's the best um, conference in SEO. Um, so definitely one that I do every year, um, specifically advanced one. They do have one for beginners. I don't go to those ones, but those ones are great if you're not like super advanced with local SEO. Perfect. Um, and, and the next year, I've already got one scheduled or lined up, but uh, I know I'll be speaking in the Minnesota um, SEM group. They have a, a group there that does local SEO, and um, I'm going to be speaking at their summit. Um, but other than that, I haven't decided which ones I'm going to do next year. We'll, we'll see. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my guest co-host, Joy Hawkins, the owner of Sterling Sky and the author of The Expert's Guide to Local SEO, Thank you for joining us today. Have a great week and remember remember to tune into future episodes which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.